0: Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I interviewed Michael Schmied. His Twitter handle is at schnitzel. And uh, Michael is making turning his water heater into a Bitcoin mining machine, or vice versa. He's turning his Bitcoin mining machine into a water heater, I guess. Um, but if you haven't seen him on Twitter, uh, he's posting pictures about uh, of how he's doing this. And so I had to get him on because this is kind of like a Bitcoin mining episode, and um, and as you guys know, I'm I'm venturing into that, and, and just to give you a quick update, I I'm gonna do another like full longer discussion episode uh, about it uh, in a couple weeks probably, but we have uh, we we plugged ours in, and I plugged it in after I did this interview with him, so I didn't even know how much heat these things kick off, but they kick off a lot of heat. Um, and they really, there's a, you got to do something with it. You could just, you know, pump it outside, which is my plan, at least for the time being in the summer. But, um, but yeah, Michael came up with this idea to create his own system um, to, you know, so his hot water heater doesn't use any electricity at this point. Um, and he has, he has old, they're not even new ASICs. They're just, you know, old S9s. So the older models that, you know, normally would be barely profitable, but whenever you're replacing the electricity that it uses, um, they're using the replacing the electricity of the water heater with his you know, S9. It's a wash, and then you know, you're know left over with SATs. So um, there's just a ton of options of where this could go in the future. So I'm really excited about it, and I really enjoyed my conversation with Michael. I want to thank the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. That is our sponsor, brought to you by Shift Crypto. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off of your order. Get a hardware wallet and secure your sats off of the exchange. Um, and also Movies Plus, thank you guys for supporting. I just made an announcement the other day on Twitter. It's crazy, though. but We, we surpassed 250,000 downloads of our app, um, which is nuts. So I, I think the, the apps launched uh, September last year. Um so it's crazy. Um, and I it just kind of blew me away. And so I want to thank you guys because um, I know a lot of you support us there. But, uh, you know, there's plenty of Bitcoin documentaries on there and we're adding more um, as we go. So please check them out. Uh, go to mymoviesplus.com. You can start your free trial, download the apps in any of the app stores. And if you want to get in touch with me, just follow me on Twitter at Corey underscore Tusik, or you can email the show Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. So, uh, if you do, you, if you don't want to dox yourself, that's fine. But where are you? Where are you from?
1: I'm originally from Switzerland, and I live
0: in Virginia in the U.S. now. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny. Maybe 30 minutes before we did this, um, I got on. I don't know what. It's one of those things. Like you ever go on YouTube for one specific thing, and then you get sucked into something else. And I ended up finding like this old YouTube channel of mine. And it was like this one channel I made to document my trip to Switzerland with my buddy in college. Oh, really? Yeah. Like seriously, 30 minutes ago. And and I started watching it. He's from Switzerland. He's from Zurich. Uh-huh. Um, so I went over there with him in the summer and I started watching some of it. And I actually had to stop because it was making me too depressed. Like it was making <laughs> me too sad. Like I missed it. So, you know, I mean, God, this was close to like. Uh, 15 to some uh, 20 years ago so like i mean i'm old now you know i'm in my mid-30s and uh same here and uh yeah i was just like looking at it and first off i was like holy cow i was in shape what in the world (laughs) has happened since then (laughs) and then second of all i was like man, that was such an awesome trip. I just want to go back like because we could go over to Switzerland and it would be fun and we'd have a good time, you know, and not that you don't want your kids to be there and all that kind of stuff. And he's got kids and they'd be able to play with each other and yada yada. But it's like, you know, we were like we were just carefree teenagers like just doing whatever wow. uh, we wanted, you know. So, it, yeah, it was funny that you're from Switzerland and that's nice. Yeah, I love Switzerland. Um, And that's where the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet yes. is made.
1: Yes. Yeah, It's funny. I was in Miami and like hearing some people talk Swiss German to each other was like a very weird so
0: oh yeah because well, that's I didn't know this until my you know my my uh, room he was my roommate freshman year but um and uh, you know then we were just best friends but like I learned from him that Swiss German is very distinct mm-hmm. it's not the same as German German yes.
1: yes correct yeah we call it the high German
0: oh and, yeah Um
1: yeah that usually somebody from Germany, does not understand the swiss german out of the bar. like it's it's it, it's if they live there for a couple of months or years then they can understand it Um because it's very similar it's just a simplified version of the normal german
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um yeah initially they have no idea what you're saying but it's yeah. the same also for austrians so if the austrians speak like their um super dialecty austrian german it's also very hard um, mm. to understand
0: Okay. In like the, the, the different parts of Switzerland, right? It's like there's the Swiss German, which is most of the country, right? Yeah, it's and like 40%, then, yes. And then there's the Swiss French, the Swiss Italian. Yep. Correct. Um, then there's the
1: fourth one that is called Romansch.
0: Yeah, which is right. its
1: own language. It's only like in three valleys spoken. I think it's only like 30,000 people, so.
0: Oh wow. Oh wow. yeah. yeah. Now, I, I are you from are you from the Zurich area or yes
1: yeah I grew up okay. around outside of Zurich but then moved as soon as I started working I moved into Zurich
0: okay yeah he he lived in uh, Richterswil. Uh-huh. um you know um, are you familiar with that I,
1: I I could place it on the map yeah I roughly know what it is oh, yeah. it was
0: it was right on the lake I mean now I'm mm-hmm. getting like sad again thinking about like oh man I want to go back in time and go it was just <laughs> it was it it was you know right on the lake spend the summer there it was a blast um and yeah, it, Switzerland is a beautiful, beautiful country. I ended up then taking my wife later once we were both old married men and, you know, we went over and visited with him and his wife and, um, and then I took her up to the, the top of the Alps, you know, and nice. stuff like that. Uh, but we, you know, we were more adventurous. We did it with cars and climbing and stuff whenever we were younger. But, um, but you know, once I was an old married man, we took a gondola up to the top. <laughs> we're like uh there's always
1: two chances like there's always like you can either walk up or you can go on the love so depending on what you want so yeah yes.
0: yeah so anyways but yeah I, I i can't say enough good things about switzerland and i mean does that kind of have any root in what got you into bitcoin because Switzerland's a very privacy focused you know I, I wanted to ask you your bitcoin origin story but like you know switzerland you know privacy focused uh independent and um and neutral which yes. is kind of like the libertarian very, dream
1: yeah um yes and no so interestingly i've heard about bitcoin like very early on but more from a tech angle because i was interested in cryptography and just the fact that you can use cryptographic computer tools like at that point i didn't really understand too much about it but that basically you you can prevent the double spending problem i was like that was interesting so that's why i looked into it but because Switzerland has basically a very stable monetary system, I never realized how broken the monetary system in the world is. So in one way, it brought me into it very early, but also it kept me out of it. And only when I moved to the US, realizing like how all the system works, I got way more into Bitcoin because I realized putting my money into dollars uh, is going to be a bit of a hard system for the future. So it's like it's, it's interesting. But now it's definitely... I, I see some things happening in Switzerland. I mean, specifically with Lugano now, like almost making it legal tender. I think that's definitely like, it's very spoken to Switzerland and also the laws are very open because Switzerland actually, you can use any other legal tender, like as a company, if you want to, um, let's say, accept another currency, you can. Like there's no, nothing that prevents you from doing it. And that's just because Switzerland always had to accept other currencies because Mm -hmm. their own, of course, was always a very stable one, but um, it was also always... Like, you could always pay in dollars. Um, you can pay in euros, even in some, um, um, like at the grocery store, you can pay in euros, no problem at all. So I think Swiss people and the laws are very open for new monetary ideas or new um, currencies. And so that's definitely makes the Bitcoin part much, much easier.
0: Yeah, that, um, that blew me away whenever I went over there, you know, just as like a teenager, just being like very uncultured I mean other than going to Canada it was the first time I left the country mm. and so you know it was like the fact that we were we were actually able to pay with dollars in some places um and then but then uh yeah I mean we used you know Swiss francs a lot and the euro you know this is like mid 2000s the euro was coming in yeah. um so I had like a little like mix of everything um that we took out with us whenever we would go out to like the you know the clubs and the bars or whatever and To make sure you had some of each, and um, (laughs) and uh, and then uh, yeah, it was just it was interesting. It's funny too because my friend I I have to text him because I I think he might listen because he'll text me about Bitcoin every once in a while, but um, but like one of the I don't know if he remembers this, one of the first conversations we ever had was about how steady uh, Bitcoin, or how, Bitcoin, how steady, if we were, if we were talking about Bitcoin in 2004, we would have been way ahead of our time. Oh, um, <laughs> no, we, the, yeah, that, f- would have, <laughs> that would have been a little crazy, but, uh, the, one of the first conversations we ever had was how stable, uh, the monetary system in Switzerland is. Mm. I have no idea. What, we're not econ majors or anything, you know, like we were athletes that, you know, just did communications to, you know, do it. And we were talking about that. And, and then now we're both into Bitcoin and everything, but, uh, But yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. And if I would love, it would be such a great Citadel country if it wasn't landlocked. That's when the only downside to me is that it's, you can be surrounded by the rest of the craziness.
1: Yeah. It, I think it's a good, I'm like being a dual citizen. I think it gives me, I mean, I'm, I'm Swiss citizen I, I don't have a US passport yet um but it's just like yeah it's it, it's a good backup i would say because you can hide in the mountains very well <laughs> like, like oh, there's, yeah. there's a couple of places <laughs> that if somebody tries to find you um this is going to be quite hard so i think that's a that's definitely a good thing but i agree with you now actually living on the water here in the US yeah the landlockedness is definitely quite hard
0: so <laughs> that's something that is like a bitcoiner's dream because I do like being in the Alps. Um, You, there are parts of the, the Alps that like will basically be like the valleys between the mountain peaks that are not connected to like anything really. Yep. And you just look down and it's really cool. Cause you're, you know, we were up there in the summertime and it's snowing on us, you know, cause you're up so high and, but you look down and you can like see plain as day. This like little village, mm-hmm. and it's like green grass and like meadows, and you know, it's just this like little oasis of maybe you know like a couple you know miles, square miles, or some you know maybe you know very small, I maybe mean, not even yes. square miles. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's just it's enough for a small village. Correct, and, and it's also they, very
1: self sufficient. Like it's what we're all talking about in the Bitcoin specifically, like how, like. People, everybody has chickens everybody has like they know how to hunt they all have a garden at home so it's a lot of because yeah even if you want food it involves on well, the past involved walking now it still involves taking a train or a car or somewhere and so i mm-hmm. think yeah it's overall it's a, it's a more self-sufficient self-sovereign culture in general
0: man now i am like i'm amped I just came up with a movie idea because I don't even know if you know that's my background is in the movie business. Oh no, no, I I didn't. Yeah, that's what I do for a living and have a streaming platform that also sponsors this show. So look at this. I've worked in Bitbox is the first sponsor. (laughs) So I worked them in already. And then now I'm working in movies plus. But um but seriously, like now I kind of want to travel there and just do a documentary about a self self sustaining little town, a little village. That would be fascinating. Maybe this will be a better as a series. There we go. I'm gonna make a series. I've been looking for something like this. And I can go around the world to different places, but I can start in Switzerland. Cause it is fascinating. And I remember back then, like looking at it, going like, that is unbelievable mm-hmm. that there is this little village and like the whole world could blow up. And they don't like and they it, would never, yeah. <laughs> they would never notice. They they're like, I'm curious as to that's actually even fascinating to think about what it was like during the pandemic to be there, you know. Like, cause they didn't have, con- they don't have contact really with the outside world. They could, if they wanted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing though,
1: is like the school system and everything is still controlled from like yeah. state level and federal so level. Forced, and, yeah. and like, I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, the public transport just shut down. And that was like, if you take away the public transport from Switzerland, <laughs> that's like, that's a oh, forced yeah. lockdown because I mean, maybe if you live in the valleys, you maybe have a car, but even like long distance travel you don't do with a car like any any travel for more than an hour in switzerland is like with a car is
0: getting a train is like
1: yeah or like you plan this for two days ahead <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah and and um so i think it it, it still had a big impact but no I, I agree like it is definitely of like to be like a model for how communities could work together it is definitely something we could look at And, um, it's just like, I mean, I never lived, I mean, the smallest town that I lived in Switzerland was 2000 people. So I knew like the mayor and I knew a couple of people now I actually live in a 400 people town in the U S and it's even more familiar, but, um, no, there are towns in Switzerland that have like 50, a hundred people. They have a school, they have a grocery store, but everything also works on like, um, a lot of times, at least of what I've been told is that. It's just a lot of trust so like if you need something like if you go to the grocery store and you forgot your wallet oh well then i'll pay next time because everybody knows each other like
0: they'll just mark it down and be like okay yeah like you know you know michael you'll you'll get us next time you know correct yeah and and you will and you won't cheat them out of it because if you cheat them out of it then exactly yeah yeah it's it's fascinating and um yeah, I'm just like I'm kind of blown away um, by thinking about this right now, and I could really go down that rabbit hole because, you know, you like I'm I live in a in a town now that similar to you. I I think it has at most 500 people. Okay, in it. nice. And um, and it doesn't like I was telling somebody in town that like we, I went like a month without seeing a stoplight, like a traffic light, <laughs> and I was like you know, and I, I grew up in the suburbs and went to college in the city and all that kind of, you know, like I've very city oriented life. And, um, so I'm in a different world, but I love it. And, uh, and it's, you know, there is that self-sustaining model where you look at the circular economy Mm -hmm. and you go, all right. So like in that little village in Switzerland, in the Swiss Alps, like, you know, what do you need to survive? You need food, you need shelter, you need water. Mm -hmm. The water can be, you know, is plentiful up there. Melts from the yeah. mountains and comes down. Um, okay, so you you know get chickens and a couple other animals, and you know farm the land, and you should be good. Yep, yeah. yeah, it is. Like you, you, you might occasionally need outside resources, but like you know, if there's one person that takes over, does all the chickens, then you do the cows, and and it's just a barter system.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Huh. And That's I think famous. there are. I mean, we'll probably need to do some research, but I do believe there are many towns that still work exactly that way.
0: Um, just purely on a barter system? Yeah, not or purely, just like a but... lot of
1: trust. Like there, there might be monetary, like currency involved in some parts, but, but not like, yeah, not the way that I could go to the grocery store and I have a tab open there. And yeah, like yeah. every third time I pay. Um, That's... Or, or just like that, that also like, yeah, there's just so much more helping each other like if i need something from somebody they will give it to me because they know there will be another time that they need something from myself so i think that's the that's at least my experience specifically like i was a year long in the swiss military and so we always worked with the farmers there and that's how it always worked like yeah you just like yes they technically got some money from us and like for, from the military if they opened up their like farm to for us to stay there but there was just this unspoken um, agreement that if you send like two hundred people to stay at a farm for the night, fifty of them are gonna help with the cows. Like that's just like, yeah. And so there, there, yeah, there was never really like this like focus on like okay, but how much do we pay now? How many people were there? And that's the this amount of cost. It's more like, yeah. Do you need help? I can give it to you. How can how can you help me?
0: It's that's. that's... That's so interesting, and I think that is just something that like most Bitcoiners are sitting there probably listening to this and going like, "Oh my god, like move me there now!" You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you know what what is what is
1: fascinating to me is that I actually I do think in the U.S. this also exists. It's just a bit harder to find, and it's maybe not in places that you would initially think about moving um, mm-hmm. or living. But now having lived now for two years in such a small town, it's really fascinating to me that the longer I live here, the more I realize that this is how we're meant to live as humans. Like, I know every of my neighbor and I used to live in Austin, Texas in an apartment building really next to some other people that I've never met. Like, if you met in the hallway, you're like...
0: like, Yeah, you're like, well, no, like all weird around them.
1: Yeah. And now, like... I know, like, first of all, nobody nobody locks the houses here. Like, there's just trust, and um, because if somebody is at our house, I have at least three neighbors texting me saying, "Hey, there's a person at your house that I've never seen before." <laughs> so,
0: um, no, that's that's exactly we did. The, whenever we were moving in, I had like a like a spotting light like yeah. shown on me from like acres away <laughs> because. Like they didn't know that like we had bought the house and like we were just I was moving stuff like I watched the like a football game, a Steelers football game, and the game ended at like, you know, 830 at night and it was dark. And so I drove up to like take a load of stuff up and like, you know, somebody was snooping around, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like you would have people texting each other like, well, yeah, so you're that's where you live now. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like a community, you know, like it's really and, and i and i feel
1: in. how much is like there's just so much trust and care for each other like if anybody needs help with anything i mean usually you'll find more than one person that will help you with that and 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 also just like a lot of um yeah trust and caring and i and it's really it's the longer I'm here, I, I realize that this is where humans really strive. Like I do think that we can have a max amount of connections, um, like really deep connections with other people. And um, and that can really be the case with with the people you live close by, because if it's that, these are the people that you can use every single day to help you or to watch each other's dogs or houses and 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 whatever. And I and I do feel that's like. I don't know how this could be, but I really do feel that like with fiat specifically that this causes us to be more individuals um mm-hmm. in terms of like not trusting each other. And 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 with Bitcoin, where yeah, there is an there's a lecture where everybody knows you cannot steal each other's money and stuff. Um I you I think can't that, live
0: off the system with Bitcoin.
1: Correct. Yes. And I think that hopefully will create more of these communities that really trust each other and and um, humans can be humans again
0: yeah yeah that would be awesome and i think that's really honestly what most bitcoiners really want it's funny we get into this for number go up and then you know you like find this like inspire inspiration of humanity um so uh so when did you you know first really start to take bitcoin seriously like you said you meant you you kind of noticed oh the double spin problem was fixed early on but you know like most of us we just kind of breezed yeah. past it
1: so i had like three times that i really like got in contact with bitcoin the first two times i just like dismissed it like i said the very first time was um probably i had to look it up it's like 2011 or so um, there's like a really entrepreneurial tech community in Switzerland. I mean, specifically around Zurich, it's called a bit like the and um, the Silicon Valley of Europe. So people always talked about new things, and there was actually a meetup in 2011 about Bitcoin, hmm. and um, and I went there and I and I mined on my computer and stuff like that. And um, but at that time, I looked at it and I was mostly like it's interesting and it's, it's a cool technology from just the capability of the cryptographic part of it. But at that time, nobody knew how this could really scale because we looked at it and said, okay, this can do six transactions a second. This can never be Mm. a monetary global network. Um, And layer two, like nobody even talked about this at that point because it didn't even exist. Like, so, so I was like, okay, I mean, that's maybe um, not so interesting. I assume
0: you lost those coins that you mined on your computer?
1: <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I have no idea where they are. <laughs> you, don't, you don't
0: ever sit there and figure... Think about how many there were?
1: No, what, I mean... Uh, yeah, I... I don't want to think about it too much because it hurts me too much. <laughs> but I, I do mean, know that you were able easily to mine one Bitcoin a day. Because oh, the yeah. block reward was 50.
0: So... And, yeah, and you could do yeah, it on a laptop.
1: Yes, yeah. And like the very first pools... So... um. Uh, slash pool, which was one of the very first one. Well, it was actually called mining.cs. So something else. And um, Yeah, I mean, it was super simple to get Bitcoin. So we just sent each other whole Bitcoins for fun. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like if, if somebody had no ideas, like, oh, wait, let me send you one. And then like, then somebody sent you half back. And like, and also the transactions, you didn't have to add a fee. Like transactions were free. Yeah, you could sure. add a fee, but why would you? Like, there was no reason to add a fee um, to the... So I do remember, like, when you sent, like, the minimum was zero. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I played with that a bit. And uh, somehow I then got involved in my own companies and was very focused on this. And then, of course, there was the run-up. So it went from, like, $10 to $100 or so. And I was like, oh, okay, 10 times. So maybe I should buy some, bought some, put it all in Mount Gox, and lost ah. them all again.
0: Ah. So that Man, was that's th- even worse.
1: Yeah. That was the second time I was like, ah, yeah, maybe that's not such a cool <laughs> like, <laughs> like, But again, I didn't. I, I just looked at Bitcoin itself and I never really looked at the other thing. Like I, 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 just, I just valued Bitcoin for what it is by itself, but I never valued it compared to regular fiat money. Mm-hmm. And because I did, just didn't have the knowledge about about fiat because coming from Switzerland, like a 401k is given to you by the government. Like there's no, like when, when you turn 25, suddenly you have a 401k, like it's there. <laughs> your 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 employer have to, has to give you one. Um, Social security is very good. And um, there's all this encouragement to like have your, one, your own IRAs and stuff like that, and the time, Inflation was maybe at I don't know one percent, half a percent. It was very low, and and the returns were like seven to eight percent. So it totally made sense to save money in in fiat. And so I never really liked looked at okay what could go wrong. Um, I was also never a big um, like saver. I was never really interested in like saving a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, because I also felt like there's probably better ways to invest my money and time. So yeah, that was just like that was the second time. and then when the Mount Gox happened, I mean I it was just like it it threw me off again from Bitcoin specifically, and I was like, okay, um yeah, and then over the years, I've heard about it again. I saw layer two, I saw lightning, I played a bit with that. and I was like, okay, well okay, this solves the the fast spending, but still I didn't have the knowledge about about the money printing and that stuff. And then beginning end of two nineteen, beginning 2020. Basically, I've heard how the US government prints all this money. And I was just like, I mean, I don't have a lot of economic knowledge, but this somehow doesn't make sense to me that you just can print more money and there will be no effect to all of it. So I started to listen to podcasts like Press and um, We study billionaires. That was my, they like, I was um, actually um, re building a sailboat and I had a lot of time. So I listened to basically all his podcasts in probably like three days, just from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would say like I got orange peeled, not because of Bitcoin, because but we realized how broken our system is. And having the knowledge about what Bitcoin could do, knowing about layer two, it all started to click. Like it all made some sense that yes, this money printing is going to hurt us inflation is going to go up. I mean at that point it was still low. Um, and look where we are here. And so yeah, that's when I started to um, put some of my um, of savings just starting to DCA into Bitcoin. Um, now trying to get my mount gox or my GOx coins somehow back. <laughs> so we'll see if that's possible but if then I mean they will give you maybe a fourth of all of it, oh. um, which, I mean, you bought it's them at $100. Nothing, dollars. I guess, yeah. So I, I, I would say, in the end, probably it's still a better deal because I'm pretty sure I would probably have sold at
0: $10,000. Yeah. So you'll get a fourth of the coins, not a fourth of the fiat value.
1: So it really depends what you claimed at the time when Mount Gox um, uh, collapsed because you you had fiat value. Uh, you had fiat mm. um, and balance. values and you had bitcoins and you basically had to claim w- what you had at the time and luck like initially I had US dollars or I, I was sad that I didn't convert them into US dollars because I felt I would get US dollars back because the price dropped like massively after mm-hmm. me but I had bitcoins in there so all I could do I could claim the couple of bitcoins that I had in there and at the beginning I was like oh no this is going to be bad now I'm actually happy yeah. Because the people that claimed dollars never saw the dollars so far. So, like, they now missed, like, 100 Huge times or, up. like, 60 times um, of growth. And so, I, I'm, I mean, I bought at 100. And I most probably would have sold at 10,000. Oh, yeah. Now, I was, like, forced huddled into it because there's no access to them. And hopefully, we'll all get them back in some way. So, I think in the long term, it's actually a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you go to just keep hodling it and pretend like it doesn't even exist right at that point. Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, um, that's, uh, it's funny that you, um, you say what got you into it. Cause I was the same. I mean, I'm not a tech person, like as far as like actually writing code and all Mm -hmm. that fun stuff. I'm, I'm very interested in tech though. And always like, I'm an entrepreneur. So, you know, outside of filmmaking, I like you know uh starting businesses and whatnot so from the tech side i was always paying attention to it and looking at it from like a you know kind of like a thirty thousand foot view of like oh this would be really cool um but it was just like you until i realized how broken our monetary system Mm -hmm. was and and i've told i've said this before so my listeners have heard it but um but until like the beginning of 2020 i thought that if the fort knox was ever raided and they like found out that we didn't have enough gold to cover our currency Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that like it would be a national crisis and like the the world would implode Uh... and then like all of a sudden I find I'm like wait a minute we haven't been on a gold standard since 1971 (laughs) I was like this already happened a long time ago and then I'm sitting there then I start digging in and I'm like oh my god and so it was like page after page or though like layer after layer that peel back and I was like oh my god and then i t- i did the same thing as you i i put some in cuz i was like this is going to implode and then i t- i told i actually told preston this that i was listening to his podcast talking about quantitative easing i'd never heard that term in my life and he starts describing it about how they're printing money and have been since the the financial crisis and I like I was cutting the grass and like stopped the lawnmower and started Googling quantitative easing. And I was like, what in the world? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so it was like by the end of that, like, you know, cutting my grass, I was like, I'm converting everything into Bitcoin. Yeah. Like I'm it's this is all the, the dollar is trash. This is this is it's all gone. It's done. It's done. This is over. Yeah. Uh, nobody just realized it yet. So I kind of had that same thing. And it's funny because you're someone that was trading Bitcoin for nothing. With somebody in 2011. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it took you were like, wait a minute, this whole system's broken. So what what do you think about that? When you think about Satoshi, like, I mean, because the master level, the like the doctorate level oh. understanding of so many different fields is what's amazing.
1: Yes, I, I mean, there have been a couple of times that like even now today of like what we're seeing of what's happening where yeah it's almost godlike like the knowledge or the foresight of what will happen or how the ideas that satoshi had turned out to be correct or sol- solve the problems like specifically now mining that specific part of like what everything we're discovering about the mining part itself is just it's fascinating to me and I I do I like I have talked to a couple of gold bugs that I mean basically say look we're saying these things since since basically nineteen seventy like it's not it's not I don't think it's like brand new knowledge. So I don't think Satoshi came up with like new knowledge that the current system is broken that was known. Mm-hmm. I think Satoshi just looked at it from a completely different way because at least at that time everybody said we should just go back to gold and standing up and saying, no, gold is actually not the solution at all because it's low, it's heavy, it's not dividable and all these things. And coming up with a new, a completely new idea and taking like what Hashcash and all these other things have done and combining them new, I think that's the part that that is so fascinating to me, how somebody could come up with that idea and making it so beautiful and solving all these problems that gold itself has, but also all the other um, first ideas of like digital money and solving them. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't know how this happened or if it was a single person or a group of people. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to, as humans, we're going to for a long, long time look back to that white paper and wonder how this was possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. Um, well, uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is your very innovative, uh, invention. So, um, you have gotten into Bitcoin mining. You have a, I see an ASIC behind you. Yes. Um, is it running right now in mining or? No, that's actually one said. of
1: my, it's a T9 instead of an S9. So it's, I mean, it's, it's still mines, but I can't use it in the water heater, so it's my like model to, f- to know how big they are. And oh yeah. Out stuff,
0: so. Okay. Um, cause I, I just started mining at home. Um, and I'm doing a series on in the podcast mm-hmm. of like walking people through. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. Um, yep. listen to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, you know, figuring it out, piecing it together. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, when what got you into mining? And I'll just you know then we can get into it. I'll let people know at the intro. But like that you you made a water heater correct out of an ASIC miner. Yes. So um, so what got you into mining? Because you buy Bitcoin and then you all of a sudden go. You know what I'm going to mine too.
1: Yes. So. Like I said, at the very beginning of like 2011, mining was like the only way to actually get Bitcoin. Like you couldn't buy them anywhere. So yeah. the only way to get them is you had to mine them. So if you wanted to play a bit, you had to start this Bitcoin node or core on your computer and just ran it on the side. Like while you worked at the end of the day, you had a couple of Bitcoin in there and then you were able to play around. Um, so that was, but at that time, of course, it was only computers. Then people switched to GPUs. And that part, I didn't, I didn't join, um, because at that point, I already said, like, okay, I'm not so interested in this anymore. And then I've heard about ASICs, um, and all that stuff. And, but uh, only when I actually got like, again, into Bitcoin in 2020, I realized how big of a mining um, infrastructure that exists because I just not I like when I saw the first pictures of like riot um, mining companies with like just endless amounts of miners like I first didn't believe that this is actually correct mm-hmm. um, because yeah I started with like my computer um, and so I looked at I looked at the miners and I um, I'm I'm currently working out of my garage and I'm remodeling it and um, I needed a heater. And I only had a space heater and and I knew that a Bitcoin miner generates heat. So I basically just bought a friend of mine and he had a T9 sitting around and I was like, hey, do you want it? Um, I don't need it. And I paid him a couple of bucks and um, he sent it to me and I turned it on and it was super loud. So that's the first problem. Like, yeah, it's like 90 decibels, but I replaced it. I, I figured out another fan and I just heated my... Garage with it um just While when you working it. in it yeah um and that was like my first um but I never really like the whole like at that point I was like okay, I can just use it instead of of a space heater and yeah I looked at that um then um one more thing that I did is uh, my wife and I we have an an airstream trailer, and we went to Colorado for six weeks, so mm. I actually took um at that point I bought then an s nine um, so I took the S9 with us and um, piped it into the airstream. So the S9 was outside, mm. and there was a piping into the airstream, and that's how we heated the airstream when we were stationary. Because fun fact that you don't actually pay for the electricity at, um, at uh, the at yeah. the RV parks. I mean, you uh, pay you pay for this you pay for the space, but, but how, much, how electricity much electricity do you use? doesn't actually matter we and also we have a rather small air thing. like there's these huge 50 foot rigs that use way more electricity than even we with my with an s9 and um so Could I you played plug with into that. a
0: 220 there or would you have yeah. to
1: it depends some of them have 220 some of them only have 110 um but the wow. hard part is actually like if we were like while in um in colorado where it's like 20 degrees all the time we use like half a propane bottle a day to heat the airstream. Yeah. And so every like second or third day I had to run somewhere to refill the propane. It was just painful. And so I really just tried to solve a problem of like, how can, how don't I have to do that anymore? And the S9, it wasn't able to fully heat the airstream specifically during the night because it just gets so cold. Um But I was able to reduce the propane usage by 50%. And the plan is for next winter to just have two S9s and maybe even run it and heat the airstream all the time with that. So that was like the second involvement. And, And then it really, really started to click for me when I realized that inside the water heater that everybody has at home, if it's an electrical one, it's basically just a resistive heating element that does nothing else than just run the electrons through and it just heats the water and technically your miner and your water heater generate the same amount of heat um, with with the same electricity Yeah. and when I realized that because somehow up until that point I thought the water heater is somehow more efficient I don't know why but that's just like was in my brain that it has to be more efficient that just like most probably because I knew about um, uh, heat pumps, like in mini splits ACs. And there, it's actually more efficient than, so you generate more heat or cooling from just pure the electricity. But in a water heater, it's not the case at all. And so I looked at that and said like, okay, wait. So if I could use the heat of the miner to heat the water in the water heater, I would use the same amount of electricity, aka I will pay the same amount to my electrical grid company. But at the end of the month, one of them, the miner, would also generate Bitcoin. And dependent on what miners I have, it would actually generate more Bitcoin in dollar value than what I paid for the electricity. So I would actually get paid for showering and heating the, the water. And I was like, wait, so, so like I, I thought about that and I I calculated it through and I was like, no, that can't like, wait, is this really cr- correct? And and I looked and I found people on, on Twitter that also did this already. Like they, there were a couple of people that already started to think about or like play with this. They had those slightly bit different setups than mine. Um, and I was like, Okay, um, let's 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 build it. but up until that point, I have never done any immersion stuff. So that was like something I because the problem is how do you get the heat from the miner that is made for air cooling into the water? Because you can't just I mean it'd be cool to just put the miner into the yeah. water, but that's not gonna work. And um, and there's all these like systems that you can like waterproof electricity or like electrical boards, but that's not working because it generates so much heat. That, oh, yeah, um, that coding would prevent the heat from actually dissipating. So there are people that try it. And it's, it, it's very like, the, Not the risk that you break, you know, the miner is too big. And so, and, I, and I researched a bit. And there are these um, liquids. Um, they're called dielectric liquids, which basically are non-conductive. So they're oils that are made for, they come from like immersion um, servers. So it's always always mm-hmm. existed in data centers. And um, there's one company um, specifically called Engineering Fluids. They create a liquid called Bitcool, which is specifically made for miners. Um, and I've heard about all of this. And, and then Bitcoin Miami came up and I saw all these companies are going to be there. I saw people that already built similar systems to that also being in Miami. And I was like, okay, I booked a ticket there and... And basically just talk to anybody I could find that has built an immersion cooling system or I an mean, immersion cooling that then use the heat.
0: For Most people,
1: else. they just vent the hot air outside with a radiator. Like that's what the industrial systems do. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't actually use the, the heat. But I luckily found a couple of people that have done like pool heating systems. Um, mm. So they just um, circulate the hot oil together with the water from the pool and and from there i thought like okay i i have to try like i cannot not try anymore and so you're able to came.
0: so you're able to completely heat your water correct with with a, a bitcoin miner correct and yes. so you have to have it in immersion it, it has to be yes. um Okay. So how, explain how, how it works. Like you have, you have it in a tank. Correct. Like a fish tank.
1: Yes. So what I did is I bought basically a fish tank at Walmart and um, I put in a glass. So a separator between, um, so it has two compartments basically. Mm -hmm. One of them is the miner in upside down because the heat wants to go up. So, Mm. Um, you make sure that, because the miner usually is front to back um, cooled, so you do it upside down, and you pipe, and in my case, it's, um, it's uh, c CPVC pipes that um, puts in the, the liquid at the bottom of the miner, and on the top, the water then falls into the other compartment, and there is another pipe that sucks the, the oil back out. So you have hmm. this constant um flow circulation circulation, of... yes. You could just like put it in on one side and the other side, but if you want it as efficient as possible, you want to have this system where it goes where the oil is dispersed at the bottom and goes up by itself because it gets warm and then it flows on top
0: um away. And so then it when it flows away into the other side. Yes that oil then how does it heat the water yes so then it gets uh, it goes through a pump
1: it's just a normal um circulation pump that you would have um for like radiation heating systems at home okay so it's a pump made to run all the time um and it then goes into a plate heat exchanger so you have to imagine it's basically a block of metal it's copper and it has four holes and it's two sections and each of the section the liquid passes by each other but never touches so that's Mm. the important part so you can pump in one liquid through one of the hole and it comes out of the other one and you can pump in another liquid through the other hole and it comes out of the fourth hole they're really close so these plates are like a tenth of an inch, maybe, apart. And because of that, there is heat exchange happening because the oil that comes from the miner is around 140 Fahrenheit, hot, and goes into that exchanger, into that plate exchanger. And what you also do at the same time, you pump colder water through it as well. And so the colder water, because heat or two liquids that have different temperatures, they always want to equalize. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically touch each other through the copper and it he- cools the, the oil and it heats the water from, um, that you pass through. Okay. So basically then the oil goes back to the miner, passes through the miner again, gets heated up again and goes back. So there's one circle of the oil that always rotates on one side or of the, of the oil side.
0: Okay. And, and on then, the and under yeah, the yeah.
1: other side, every water heater has an, an, um, a flush valve at the bottom to flush it yeah. out. Like if you ever need to do maintenance or replace it, there's a, a valve at the bottom that you can open that all the water comes out. So what I do is I, I put a pump at the exo- at the flush valves of the, of the water heater. And the pump pumps the water from the bottom through the plate exchanger where it gets hot into the inlet where normally the cold water from the municipal comes in. So it basically constantly circulates the water that is in the water tank by the plate it. exchanger. So I'm using the water um, heater that usually has a heating element inside, I turn off the heating element completely and I just use it as hot water storage.
0: Okay.
1: So basically throughout the day, the miner runs and it runs at like 300 watts. So it's one single S9 right now. Mm -hmm. And it runs at like two to 300 watts. And at that level, it is able to keep the water warm. So the water is around 120 to 130, 140 degrees in the water tank. So both loops, they're always running. And as soon as somebody uses water. So let's say you take a shower. The water is the hot water is taken out of the tank. And I have a temperature sensor. And in the in that measures the, the temperature of the water in the tank and it realizes that it drops. Then it tells the miner, hey, Go to a, 1600 watts, which is the max of an S9. Mm-hmm. So it heats up or it, it gets the, it, it uses more energy, therefore creates more heat. And then the water drops in the water tank because you add fresh water from the outside, which mm-hmm. is cool, like that's maybe 60, 70 degrees. So the water drops quite fast in the water tank. And then you stop taking a shower. And then the miner will heat it up again to 130, 140, depending on what I've set it to. And then at 140, it tells the miner again, okay, hey, we're, we're, we're hot enough. And then it goes down to like 300 watts where it can stabilize the water so the next shower can be taken.
0: Huh. So if you had it running at full clock the whole time, what would the temperature be?
1: I've never tried. <laughs> it,
0: would, so- it, it would be probably pretty hot then. Yes, the hot tub so, level
1: i mean so the problem is the miner will stop at one point because yeah. the the chips they can go so right now if i run it at full sp- at 1600 watts the chips get up to 100 celsius which is like 212 fahrenheit and they actually have an internal shut off at i think 115 celsius so that's like 200 50, 240 Fahrenheit. So if I would run it, it would basically heat the water probably to like 150 to 160 degrees. But because you don't take energy away, enough energy any more away from the, from the oil, the oil also heats up. The chips also heat up and at one point they will shut off. They will let, their internal um, safety will come in and then the miner will probably restart or yeah. stop or you can actually break it like you should not run the chips hotter yeah, than 115 time,
0: yeah. Yeah. okay huh. but what
1: is good so if you use like a custom firmware like brains which is um like an open source version of the antminer software you can actually tell it to automatically scale down when a temperature is reached so it internally automatically starts to use less and less energy um as soon as it realizes that the chips reach a specific temperature.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you do that just on the software? Correct. Like the, you would operate the miner from on your computer?
1: Yeah. So that's actually one of the interesting things. So the mine, specifically for the S9 software of brains, it can only scale down. It doesn't scale up automatically. Hmm. That's something that is not implemented. And also, um, so basically the, o- the only way for the feedback loop would be the temperature of the chip itself. The problem is the temperature of the chip is basically dependent on the, the temperature of the oil, which is depend- dependent on the temperature of the water. And I'm actually interested in the temperature of the water. I don't care how hot the chip is, or I don't care how hot the oil yeah. is. I care that I can take a shower in the same temperature. So what I actually built is I added a temperature sensor to the water that gets circulated through the water, um, through the water tank. And I'm using a tool called home assistant, which is an open source house automation system mm-hmm. that can be used for light switches and like um, smart plugs and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it already has support for like temperature sensors um, and I built a component or a plugin for Home Assistant to control the miners. So I can, based on the temperature of the water, I can tell the miner what to do. And I don't have to wait until the water cools down, then the oil cools down, then the chip cools down, to then the miner realize, oh, I should, I should scale up. So immediately, if somebody uses water, I can tell the miner already, go to full speed, because um, the water will it will cool down or it will need the additional energy
0: and you're just using the temperature sensor in the water heater, correct okay yeah, um okay, so then let me so let me walk through this so you so you have the cold water coming in from you know the municipality or wherever correct. you get your water yes, goes into the water heater, yes um, and then out the release valve mm-hmm. is where you have. You see, you have the water come out there, go through the heating plate. Correct. And then with PVC pipe, just go up and back into the water heater? Correct.
1: Yes. It goes back to where the water comes from, the municipality.
0: So is it like connected in? Like you had to like... It's a T. Okay, a T pipe. This episode is brought to you by the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto. I have been telling you guys to get your... Bitcoin off of the exchanges. And you got to do that and get it into a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. It is the easiest wallet to use. It's simple. Somebody like me can set it up in five minutes, and anybody can. Uh, It's simple, easy to use, fun to use because I actually enjoy sending my sats off the exchange. And you know, if you're a true Bitcoiner, you understand that feeling. You're like, yes, you know, sticking it to the exchange, drying up that liquidity and putting it into your Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. So if you want to get one and get five percent off, go to shiftcrypto.ch slash bitcoin made simple, use the promo code Bitcoin made Simple, and then you'll get your five percent off. And thanks again to the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Grab yourself one of those and tell them that we sent you. And so yeah. what I'm curious what how much did it offset the electric electrical use of your water heater? Um
1: what do you mean with offset?
0: Like, do you, does your water heater use electricity anymore? Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. So, so what I'm currently trying to figure out is to measure how much loss that the system has. Because there will be some losses. Because by a normal water heater has just an input and an output, cold water in, hot water out. And inside the water heater is the heating element. Mm -hmm. so usually there's two heating elements and when they heat they heat the water directly but the heat all stays in the water heater and if you touch a water heater from the outside even though the water inside is 120 140 degrees it's cold because it's insulated now what i'm doing is i'm heating a liquid outside of the water heater that's in the normal room that goes through piping through the plate exchanger and goes back. And so it heats the room a little bit, like the room Mm -hmm. is warm where the whole system is in. Um, Also, I have pumps, I have two pumps, one for the oil and one for the water. Mm. They also use a little bit of electricity that usually you wouldn't have in -hmm. the system. So what I'm currently measuring is, um, I'm, I'm comparing like days and weeks so I'm looking at a whole week with just a water heater and I'm looking a whole week with the miner and I'm comparing the electrical usage mm. and from a purely like in the end, they will use the exact same energy and it's just the miner uses more because you have some loss into the room mm-hmm. and the pump itself, there's like kinetic energy that um, to move it all around. I have done I have some preliminary results and right now it looks between 5 to maybe 10% more energy
0: that is used with such a system so like basically like 5 to 10 running a miner is basically you're only adding 5 to 10% of the electrical use correct that your yes. heater your water heater would use so okay so basically you're paying I mean I I should have looked at my water heater before this cuz I'm curious as to what the the yearly estimated number that they put on the sticker is. Um but how much how much does a water how much did your water heater So I think
1: mine has a sticker of like $250 on it?
0: $250 a year. Um, so like so twenty would, bucks a month.
1: Yes. Yes. And but so the miner generates Bitcoin during that time.
0: So how much Bitcoin is it generating?
1: It depends on how much water you use, of course, because it only like it doesn't run all the time at 100% because it goes up and down. Yeah. Um, but right now, I would hope like an S9 that runs every single day, that run, like, runs full time. Um, I actually have, have to look this up right now. Um, but I think an S9. Give me one sec.
0: I'm going to have to like look this up because I actually, I have
1: a. um Yeah, so an S9 generates $1.7 per day with a Bitcoin price of like
0: bad. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: um So right now, yeah. So even today with a bad Bitcoin price, with a very low Bitcoin price. You still make $1.78 a day if the S9 would run 100% all the time. Now, let's say, it maybe runs for like a third of this. So, so you're, you're, still... making, you're making 50 cents,
0: maybe 50 cents a day. So you're making yeah. 15 bucks a month. Correct. So you basically have lowered your electrical bill. That was, well, let's say, so you, so your electrical bill, let's say it was $20 a month just for the heater. You were saying it adds five to 10%. Let's just say worst case scenario, it adds 10%. So your electricity you're paying is now twenty-two dollars a month to heat your water, but you're getting fifteen dollars a month back in Bitcoin. Correct. Yes. So you've effectively lowered it $13, more than half. Yes. Um Correct. And now how much how much do the S9s cost?
1: I mean right now with the low Bitcoin price, they're like at five, six hundred dollars. Um
0: can they be profitable if they run on a daily basis
1: so at I think when the price was at fifty thousand they 're actually profitable so mm-hmm. um, and my plan of course, is the bitcoin that I mine with them. i'm not going to sell them
0: right now oh, yeah, and no, I like, just hold on to it
1: and so that's the other calculation like if you look at it from the longer term um, it actually makes i mean hopefully the price will go up more and and, um, and so it makes more sense um in the future
0: yeah yeah no a hundred percent um
1: and now if you use like an s19 which is already profitable today i mean the whole calculation gets only better like an s9 is one of the worst things you can buy right now in terms of efficiency of bitcoin miners so it's just six hundred dollars An s19 which has way better efficiencies than like eight thousand dollars so the 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 cost up front is obviously much higher. Um, but if that's something you can do, um yeah, you can you can have a way faster return on investment um because just the efficiency is so much higher. What's the
0: so what's the um like what does the terahash get up to on an S19 if you were doing it with the immersion for this heating system?
1: Yeah. So my S9 uses a thousand six hundred watts. And can go up to 1617 terahash. So we divide 1600 divided by 16. So you have like 100 watts per terahash. Mm-hmm. If you get an S19 that uses 3500 watts and you can get easily to 110 watts, uh, terahashes. Mm-hmm. you're down to 31 watts per terahash, So it's three times more efficient than an S19 is three times more efficient than an S9.
0: So you will use, do you have any S19s? That,
1: I don't have an S19 right now, no.
0: Because um, that's what I bought. I'm curious. Yes. Oh, nice. nice, yeah. Because um, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Initially, I told my wife I wanted to buy, like, four or five of them. <laughs> she was like, eh, let's just, you know, let's just start with one um, yeah. and uh, and figure that out. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm sitting here thinking because cause then also I have, like, we just opened our swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And it has this really nice heating system. hmm you know, and I'm looking at that going, OK, yeah. that's like the, yeah. the pool guys are opening it and like putting it all together. And I'm just sitting there. Of course, I'm like orange pilling the um, the the pool guys. Like, you know, <laughs> somehow Bitcoin comes up and in the one of the pool guys, he was like, oh, yeah, I made like 200 bucks on it last year. He might even be listening to this because um, like whenever we were leaving he um or whenever he was leaving you know he was like asking a couple questions about like the hardware wallet and so I said you know the bit box you know go with that and um and then he asked my name and I said I was like I have a podcast you know and he's like oh cool I'll check nice. it out so so he might be listening right now which would hey, be really guy. funny yeah <laughs> what's up pool guy <laughs> um and like I said I live in a town of like 500 people so I, like when we were leaving he was like I, he's like I'll see you again I'm sure um <laughs> but uh but i'm sitting there looking at it once it was all hooked up yesterday and i'm like i bet you i could heat this pool yeah no problem without having to use the heater yeah. like
1: yeah and it gets warm enough like that's the only thing you can get the oil like to 140 degrees no problem maybe 150 160 I've heard, I've heard, I had people asking me, like, could I cook with this? And so and that's <laughs> like, then gets hard. Yeah. Um, because you just need higher temperatures. And the problem is, the miners are not built for these higher temperatures. But yeah, any application that you need some kind of heat, and it, the heat that you need is less than 150 Fahrenheit, uh, which is like 60, 70 degrees Celsius you can use. So my plan is actually, so the water heater is just the beginning and I'm using the water heater right now because that's what we're using every single day Yeah, um, because it's summer now um, and least in the whole Northern Hemisphere. Um, but our house is heated by radiators. So uh-huh. there is an oil furnace, like we have an oil tank in the ground that burns oil to heat water, to circulate the water through the house and that's what runs through these radiators. So my end goal is, and um, after I figured out the water heater to add a couple of more S9s in there, because to heat the house, you're going to need way more, like it's, it's, it's you're talk about like 10 kilowatts or so of mm-hmm. like the oil that generates. But the idea is to have the same system, but to have like Y-wells to automatically see, oh, the water is hot. Now I'm heating the water for the house with the oil. Yeah. And, and yes, eventually, like we don't own a pool right now, but that could be the third one so that you could also put like the waste energy. Because in the end, what I would love to do is to run the miners all the time
0: yeah. and,
1: or maybe at the most efficient level. Like they actually have um, an S9 runs the most efficient at uh, 900 watts uh, not actually 1,600 watts. Like they use more energy to how much terahash they generate. Um, so, and every miner has like a sweet spot of where they run perfectly. And that's mm-hmm. the cool thing with the immersion, you can get it to exactly that temperature, uh, to that watt level. Um, it's a bit harder with, with air because you just have way less control over the air that goes in, like how hot the air is that goes in. Yeah. Um, but with immersion, you have full control over that.
0: And, um, and with immersion, like the fans aren't running at all. It's just there's no vents. Yeah, it's just you take the fans away. <laughs> So you take the fans off and just put the machine in correct, and have the power supply plugged in and have the Ethernet cord plugged in. Yes. So with the S9s,
1: there's actually the suggestion is to run the power supply outside because the power supply actually has a less high temperature that it can run at.
0: Uh. So
1: it would shut off before the miners shut off. That's just because the S9 miners or the the S9 um, power supply was never built for that. So my power supply actually sits outside and just the the cables just go inside. Um, With S19s where the power supply is physically built into the miner, you can't separate it. I mean, you could, but it's way too complex. There you can actually, you you immerse the whole thing and you just take the fans away from all of it. So you take the fans away from the power supply and you take the fans away from the miners. There are some people that I talk to that do immersion. They still leave one fan in it
0: mm-hmm. to
1: create a bit more circulation of the oil. Mm. So there might be some improvements, but it's not necessary. Like my system runs without fans in any way. It's also some fans really don't like to be running the oil. Like they don't run, they like chitter. So you yeah. have to find a fan that works. But I think it's something that people can can um, experiment with but most my immersion system that i have seen completely removed the fans
0: now um hmm it what's it feel like putting something in oil like it's a
1: very strange feeling like the first time that like you have the miner in there and then like you pour like Oil over it—it's like everything inside of you. So it's like you do you are doing something wrong. It's just yeah, like you, yeah. And it's, but, it also doesn't look like oil. That's that's the other thing. Like yeah, it it's, looks like water. It it looks like water. Yes.
0: It's that, um. That's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard for me because it's like, okay, I just spent nine grand on this machine, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm just gonna yes. pour a liquid yeah, on that, it. The
1: first, the first one, the first time, I was like, okay, I hope just that there's no sparks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, it's just. It's so weird. Like, for example, you know, I don't know what I have, iPhone 11 or whatever, some old, you know, not new iPhone, but it was one of the ones that was like, oh, it's waterproof. Uh. And I've still never put it underwater. <laughs> like, I've never done it. Like, you know, and I remember whenever it came out, like people like taking videos and being like, hey, look, watch this. This is underwater. Yeah. you know, I just I haven't done it because I'm like, no, it, it, you can't put electronics in liquid like I can't yes. do it. Yeah. Um, is the oil smell is it like have a big odor no it's completely odorless and does it knock out the sound the sound of what the minor
1: well there's no sound there's no fan anymore
0: oh that's right yeah that's
1: yeah oh that i mean yeah it's completely silent
0: so it's silent yes takes care wow Um, yeah i mean
1: that's that's the other thing like soundproofing uh, is not a thing anymore because yeah you turn it on and nothing happens (laughs) just an led comes on what is cool on the oil and i have a if people go to my uh, twitter account i have some videos it looks like a lava lamp a bit because the hot liquid um, like rises and you can see like slight temperature changes so it's actually quite mesmerizing to see the oil like doing like lava lamp things
0: that is fascinating and sorry i know we only scheduled an hour but i have a That's couple okay. questions I have if more time. okay um because i'm just like i'm th- my mind's going a million miles an hour and i'm thinking of so many things um so i'm a hockey player i played mm-hmm. hockey all the way through college and um and actually uh i don't know if you if you followed james james lavish at all he's uh mm-hmm. doing like a lot of like echo like he, he was a hedge fund manager and stuff i had him on the show so there's a bunch of us that are hockey players
1: and... oh no no no. i think yeah i've, I've heard that one yes
0: okay okay so, yeah um and uh and then actually i played actually with the i i didn't play with but um you know skated in the summertime with the swiss um national team whenever I went oh nice um because i played in college and um and my buddy his uh his stepdad was like a trainer for them and stuff like that so um Anyways, that's a whole other story. Part of the video that I was watching earlier before we started was I got stuck in uh, Atlanta because my hockey skates uh, set off like the alarms. They were like, you can't travel with like sharp knives. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so it like delayed me and I got stuck there for a day. But anyways, um, uh, I didn't take the man carry on. I'm not a moron. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'm sitting here thinking because one of the things I've always wanted to do is make an ice rink. Like I, every mm. winter I freeze part of our yard. Um, nice. And it was always more difficult when we lived in the suburbs. Cause it was like, okay, here's like this little chunk. And I had to use it with my neighbors thought I was insane. Like I'm out there at like midnight with like, I mean, it was like negative two degrees and I was sitting out there. It was a beautiful night. Stars were out and I have like cans of beer sitting in the snow. And I'm just sitting there with a hose, like spraying nice. my yard, you know, like, <laughs> And my neighbors probably think I'm insane. Um, but I've looked up before the possibility of running, uh, like you can the way you the way a hockey rink works. I don't know if you've ever looked into it, but um, basically, there's like tons of piping underneath concrete, yes, yes, and they run, um, it's called glycol. I, mm-hmm. I always thought it was like antifreeze, but they they run glycol through that's like really cold. It brings mm-hmm. the temperature down. I forget where, where it gets to, but it gets pretty low and um, it's not like less than zero. It, it's probably in the teens Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's how, the, that's how they are able to k- maintain the ice. Yeah. So there are these systems you can buy where you can like, it basically circulates the glycol and you have these like tubes, you know, you can roll them up like, you know, you use like plastic tubes and you roll them up in the summer, uh, in the winter or whenever you're not using it, basically, you know, if you're putting it away in the summertime Um, thinking pools, I'm getting it backwards in my head, but um, you uh, then hook up all the system and you run the glycol through pour water on it. And you basically can have an ice rink. Like if it's like six, like 70 degrees Fahrenheit or less, you can have an ice rink in your yard. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but like in the winter time, people do it because it's, you know, for me when I did the backyard ice rink it had to be like it would have to be less than I think 15 degrees for like like four days straight like okay. that, was you you needed, win- yeah. that was when you had a wind that was when you had a window you're like okay this is my opportunity so it was like no matter what you were going out and in, in freezing in the yard then yeah. um and then it would you know melt once once the temperature yeah. went up Whereas if you just wanted to do it for fun and have it like as a regular thing, you have the system set up, you could just run it, but it, you know, requires a pump that's like really expensive. And this, you know, Mm. the heat transfer and everything to keep the glycol cold, but I'm sitting here as you're explaining how the, the hot water, the hot oil, you know, gets the, the heat taken away from it and transferred to the water I'm wondering if, if there's a way, yeah, is there is there a way to use a miner's use, heat to, to use it for cooling? Yeah, to like yeah, so ext-
1: it's something I'm I haven't looked into too much, but there is a technology called absorption chilling, which okay, basically. So it's used on bigger industrial scales, and you find it in like data centers. Um, because they generate a massive amount of heat. And anywhere where you have waste heat, what you can do with an absorption chilling system, you can actually create from hot air or hot water, you can create cool water. And how this technically works. So if you think about your AC system that you have your home at home, what it does is it has a compressor outside that compresses a liquid, um, or it compresses a gas into a liquid. Mm -hmm. And that liquid is pumped into the house and then inside, in your inside piece or in your AC ducting, the liquid suddenly gets more space. It expands and expanding gases or liquid generate or suck air or suck uh, warmth out of the uh, surrounding. And so it cools down the room or the the water or whatever you're trying to cool down. So that's, that's what happens in your fridge. That's what happens in your AC system. Um, but the energy is actually the compressor. So the compressing of the liquid outside, moving it in inside, letting it expand. That's the whole cooling system. There mm-hmm. are systems out there where instead of using a compressor to compress a liquid, you can use hot air or hot water to compress a liquid. That's an absorption chiller. And it actually exists if you, um, in some of the RVs, so in my Airstream, I actually have an absorption fridge and I can run it on propane. And it literally mm. starts a little propane flame that heats up the liquid that then gets compressed and it, gets, and it moves up and then it cools down the fridge. So the, the technology exists to create from something hot to something cool. What I don't know, and that's something I want to look into, is a how hot needs the hot part to be, because I'm a bit worried that 150 degrees is not enough, especially mm-hmm. like a propane flame gets way hotter. But I don't know, there might be actually possibilities. And if you Google for like absorption chiller, what you will find, you find like shipping size, shipping container yeah. size
0: <laughs> things,
1: but they're done for like so we will probably also need, need to figure out how to make it smaller. But I actually found there are absorption fridges or like regular 10 cubic feet absorption fridges. They're like double door size fridges. So what I'm probably going to do at one point, I'm going to buy one of them, just rip out the whole inside because I don't need <laughs> the, the fridgy part or the box part. I just yeah. need the the part in the back and try to run it with instead of running propane, Um, to it and heat the heating element with propane and heat the heating element with the hot oil and see if it's able to create a cool like it should then you have a hot part and a cool part and then if you run a fan through the cool part and basically run this into a room you would cool the room like that's it's probably going to be quite looking like Frankenstein wise in terms of like how it's gonna but it's just like yes because I mean that would be, for me at least, like, the, the perfect end call to not only heat your house, but also to be able to cool it with your miner. Because the amount of electricity we pay for running our AC, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's insane.
0: Huh. So but we could... I, I have like,
1: I'm, I'm just like, I'm in the very, very early stages of researching that. But of course, that would be super cool.
0: So you could use the heat pressure basically to condense the gas into a liquid. Correct. And then when the liquid runs into the house, it's cold. And as it expands, it gets...
1: It gets even colder, yeah.
0: Okay. And that's the cooling element. And then the gas goes back. goes
1: out again, gets compressed again by the hot liquid, by the hot oil, goes in. So yeah. Huh. It's actually a bit more complex. So if you if you if you Google for like schemas of like absorption chillers, it has multiple, um, um, like, um, multiple loops of liquids. It's a bit more complex than an AC, but it is there. It is technically possible. And and I've seen I've been in data centers in my VR job where they use the hot air that runs through an absorption chiller and that creates cool water again that then they use to cool down the data center again.
0: Huh. So, I mean, eventually you could be heating and cooling your house yep. all off of Bitcoin miners. Correct. Now the entrepreneurial question next comes is, do you want to start a business where <laughs> we... I mean, because seriously, you could just put together a little system and then you could take like the average joe that you know and like i mean you could walk into shark tank there would be that would be a really (laughs) really funny way to accident like to to surprise orange pill mark cuban would be to show up with this little box and be like you plug this thing in you attach it to the exit valve and you attach it up here and it um heats your uh it heats your system reduces your uh you know electrical bill by x number of dollars or whatever and be funny because they'd all be tripping over themselves They're like oh my god you know you could save the consumer you know what, what yeah. were you we saying it was 250 a month a year so it's like you know hey let's sell this thing to somebody for 100 bucks and in that first year and 100 bucks you're gonna for you're gonna save 100 dollars on your energy bill Yep. It's a no-brainer. They'd be tripping over themselves, be oh, like, yeah, no. Let's "Get that installed in every house in America," and then you could it'd be really funny to with Mark Cuban to be like, "Oh, by the way, because uh, <laughs> when be they get, well, how does this thing work? <laughs> oh, uh, it is a Bitcoin miner in there. So, um, yeah, and it doesn't work yeah, yeah. You're a moron for talking down on it this whole time and the ESG fud and everything. Yes. But that's fascinating because yeah. I, I just it, this opens up so many opportunities.
1: Agree. Now, my end goal, I mean, I don't know exactly what is gonna happen with this system. Like for right now, the system is for me to experiment. I'm mostly interested to prove or to figure out how much the losses are. Because if the losses are as I think between five to ten percent, you have a viable system, like it makes sense to build such a system because the savings over time will pay for the system and more. Um and yes, like you said, like imagine you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever you're gonna buy a water heater, and there's a regular water heater that costs you eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and there's another water heater that is free. And you buy the water heater, you put it at your home, you connect it to your Wi-Fi, and that's it. And the Bitcoin that is mined goes back to the company that sold you the water yes, heater.
0: Yes, there you go. And
1: like why would you ever buy a normal water heater like why like who who with the right mind will go to home depot and not buy the free water heater
0: like and again here's a free water heater you just have to plug it in and yeah. you know connect to the connect to this you know go to the web interface, dude i yeah. might have to like bleep some of this out because i think we have a business idea
1: <laughs> well that- if you look at my twitter dms there's a lot of other people that have to oh say i'm it
0: sure i'm sure
1: so, so i really like the the problem is though and that's i mean that's what i'm basically telling everybody right now like for me the system as it is today it's is not commercial it's not commercially viable because it involves the external miner yeah. so for me it it starts to become commercially viable as soon as we can actually build the miner into the water heater itself and but for that we need to have asic chips that can be bought because i don't know so right now you cannot go to end or watts miner and saying i just want to buy a million asics like the actual the actual chip yeah. like half an inch by half an inch chips you cannot and um, they only sell you the full assembled miner and so what we would need for the water heater we would need the custom system where like the the the, the, the asics for example are like all like in a tube they're all outside, like they're yeah. all pointing to the outside, and the tube goes into the water heater. But because the chips are not waterproof, so you need to somehow create an enclosure where you could heat and use the chips. Now, that's not possible. But what is super exciting is Block, that's um, Jack's company, and um, they announced... Which, by the way,
0: I, I DM him, like, every three days. Okay. Because I'm like, one of these days he's going to respond. <laughs> but yeah, I'm maybe... just... I have all these maybe lightning if, ideas and stuff. If you listen like...
1: to that, I want to build a, a, watery, a Bitcoin water heater because, so they announced that they will, and together with Intel, you will be able to buy the chips individually. So a company can buy the chips, can build a custom PCB, that is the pipe, for example, that you could maybe, I mean, that would be the coolest thing. You can actually, like the, the, the heating element in a water heater, they're replaceable. Yeah. You can empty the water heater and you can screw them out. It's like that long. It has like an, a circumference of like, I don't know, two, three inches. And you could just like maybe put the Bitcoin water heater element in it. And it's waterproof because it's like steel, aluminum, I don't know what. And, um, and that's it. That then I think that's the commercial viability. Because my system right now, it has exposed liquid... It has so many, like it has pumps. Um, like there is like all like, the oil because like it actually like normal, like um, pipe thread doesn't really work. So like the oil leaks out a little bit. Mm. Um, so I have to like re-tighten the, the, the thread sometimes. So it's not, it's fine for me, but it's not something I'm always using like my parents or like my neighbors. Yeah, It's not something I would feel comfortable right now to put into some, some someone else's house and saying here this will now generate Bitcoin for you
0: so the the oil loosens the threads It yeah I'm
1: just having a hard time um, making it fully waterproof or leak proof basically and um, thats maybe mm-hmm. also that I'm not a plumber and I probably use too much tape or not enough or whatever that could be another yeah. problem. <laughs> but I mean it's it's not like it's not like actively leaking. Um, but yeah, I, just, just a, I, I can just see that like there's a little bit of oil around the threads.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, so, I wonder from the commercially viable because yeah, you could replace the heating element on the inside, but like if you could make it something that you just connect, like make it the size of a, a box that you put mm-hmm. next to your water heater, connect to that valve, and and yes, have a pipe that goes up to the top and connects I mean that would probably I think be the most commercially viable just so that people don't have to even get into their water heater they just go okay yeah I do this
1: yes and there are there is actually a company in France that tries to do that I have not seen an actual product running
0: but but I think that's what they're trying to do
1: and there's other companies that build um, space heaters with Bitcoin miners so it's basically just an S9 that has a really big fan under it and it looks fancy Mm-hmm. Um so there are I I can see the first companies doing this but for me like from a purely entrepreneurial thing it's like you're so much depending on another company producing these miners and continuously yeah. producing them that until you have full control over the supply chain in terms of like you you can buy the chips and you can build the boards um because that's the other problem, like if, if these chip, if the boards of an S9 or an S19, if there's broken, you there are like the, the producers of the miners, they give out some um, debugging tools and stuff like that, but they never give the full specs of these chips, so I think if you really want to build a company around this, where you depend on income, Mm -hmm. Um that you then depend on another company of what they're doing yeah
0: you don't want to you want to limit the amount of companies you depend on
1: correct yes and like if you if you have like let's say your riot or marathon and you just have all these miners in there and if one of them breaks you just put another one in okay that's not a big deal but if this is at somebody's home and then the person doesn't have hot water anymore
0: that's a problem yeah
1: it it's just like but I think we are really close. Like, if I mean, well, yeah, because Intel is going to do that, then I think it's going to go fast.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if you have the, if you were able to build your own system and then not replace the heating element on the inside, then they could leave that there as a backup, you know, where it's yes. like if it ever kicks, if the miner ever kicks for a little bit, they're not going to, they'd only notice because they'd get alerted that their miner went off, but they wouldn't, their hot water wouldn't go away. But, um, that is something. I mean, seriously, though, like if, if Jack is listening to this, with, <laughs> come in, like I appreciate all you listeners, but I know we do not have the reach yet, but reach is uh, Jack Dorsey. Because um, I mean, I do I like it's only because I know he's really into lightning and there's other people that are into it and have all these ideas and I'm working on different things. And, and, um, and I, like I said, I'm not the tech person. I'm the idea person. So I was like, you know what? Whenever I these ideas come to me and like I, you know, just want to shoot something out there, if I I tech typically am sending it to someone else that like actually communicates with me, but I'll send the same message to him. So that like one day if he opens the DMs, he's gonna look through and go, Oh, damn, this guy's got a lot of good ideas, you know. <laughs> yeah, because like I've just I even put that in there amongst the messages at one point. I said, I'm not blowing up your DMs just to blow them up. I'm blowing them up because I'm like, if you ever take a look, you're going to see, okay, he's got a bunch of ideas. Let's nice. let's talk. Yeah. Um, but this, this is something, Jack, if you're listening, this is totally something Block should be doing. Um,
1: yeah, because I really believe, like, maybe not right now, but in the very, very... um um future, a very close future, it's gonna be a very stupid idea to do anything in terms of heating or maybe even cooling that does not also include a Bitcoin miner. Like even if you look at your house, like sure the water heater is very obvious because it's something that A uses a lot of energy and B has actually a lot of um but technically your hair dryer. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) like already like like there could be now of course, we all we have to be we have to be um, obvious here that like your hairdryer maybe runs I don't know for half an hour max per day, yeah. and buying a Bitcoin chip and putting it in there so it runs half an half an hour doesn't really make sense. Like this would be a very very expensive. Um, yeah, but who knows? Maybe the chips are going to be maybe cheaper. it'll be
0: cheap enough eventually where anything like yep. all of your devices that generate heat.
1: Yes, um, and if we can figure out the cooling as well, I mean that would be. Freaking awesome! But I think yeah. So what my plan is really about is I'm well, I'm building the system right now and I'm trying to figure out how how it works. It's just what, working now for a couple of days and weeks. And um, but I, what I want to do is I want to build a full build guide basically for anybody that feels adventurous and says, "Hey, I'm a bit a tinkerer. And I know like roughly how piping works, and I'm not afraid of um of playing with this." Um, that they can basically build the system that I've built completely by themselves because all the parts you can buy on Amazon, you can buy in home Depot, Lowe's like it's nothing fancy. The liquid you can buy from engineered fluids, like they ship to normal. How much uh, is that liquid? Um, I'm running, I think um, 10 gallons. That's like $500. Okay.
0: So it's l- let's Let's list it for the for the pleb. So the, the supplies you need, you said fish tank. Yes. You need a fish tank. Piping, a PVC you some, pipe.
1: You need some PVC piping. I use a combination of um, C PVC pipe because normal PVC pipe is only rated to 140 Fahrenheit. So okay. it, that would actually melt. So you need the chlorinated. That's the yellow-ish one. Mm. Um, mm. then I use PEX piping just because it's simpler to like bends and stuff. So you can use packs. Um, you're going to need two pumps, um, just circulation pumps that you can find on eBay or Amazon. You need the plate exchanger. You'll find them on Amazon as well. And and the miner. Basically, that's it.
0: And how much do you think if you had the ballpark it, that whole system setup cost you?
1: So the most expensive is the is is the bit cool that was like five hundred dollars. The miner another five hundred, and then the rest of it, like maybe like another five hundred dollars. So thousand like five hundred dollars for all together. Okay. Um. Yeah. If if you go to mine, like the build the system that I've built. So if people go to my Twitter account and see it, that's like it has six different temperature sensors. It has flow sensors in it. It's just, I I built it, I over-engineered it to be able to measure every single piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, that's not necessary at all. Um, it would be super simple to just use the internal temperature um, system of the miner. Um, but if somebody wants to build a bit more, yes, you could add a temperature sensor. So you have a little Raspberry Pi that is the temperature sensor connected. And then the Raspberry Pi will tell the, the, the miner went to turn on and off. And mm. so I will I will also create guides on like how to use that. I mean, that's actually the first part that I'm going to do. is like how to control your miner from uh, Raspberry Pi. Um, because there's all these people that use um, miners just to heat the house, like with air. Like they just mm-hmm. run the miners in their garage. And right now it's very hard to control um, based on um, that. Or there's people that want to use solar power. So they have solar panels on their house. And they want to use the, excessive, um, the excess energy that they generate from the solar instead of pumping it back into the grid. And sometimes you don't get anything or you get very bad conditions mm-hmm. for it. You have a couple of miners that basically should follow the sun. So if it's sunny, they should run. And if it's not sunny and the PV system doesn't generate any electricity, they shouldn't run. Um, right now, that's not really possible. But with the home assistant system, um, you can measure the excessive energy that the solar panels generate and um, you can tell the miners to run or not run. And mm-hmm. so there's all kind of other people interested in connecting your miners to your actual home automation system um beside of like the water heater part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so now for like, for heating and cooling the house, because so I'm getting... I had like the electrician down and he's looking at, you know, everything. And I said to him, he does HVAC too. And I was like, I was looking and like, there's a, in our house, like uh, a radon tube that like um, monitors if there's radon Mm -hmm. um, and it just constantly is running and, but it has like a PVC pipe that comes out of the ground, like from the foundation of the house. And then it goes out like, and I can see, I know where it comes out on the outside. So I was like, oh, I could just drill a hole there for a vent, yep. put like a dryer vent there mm-hmm. and have dryer tubing. And then now that it's summertime, pump the heat there. Yep. And then whenever it's wintertime, just move that dryer tube in over. Cause the whole setup's right next to the furnace and water heater mm. for me. That's where the miner will be. So I was like, I could just then pump it into the, you know, the yep. heater Um, but my question that whenever I was telling the electrician this, he was like, you might not have to worry about it with the air. And he kind of briefly explained it, but like, I'm curious as to your thoughts, because he said something, I bet we have a heat pump. Um, and he, I don't know exactly how it works because we just moved in in the winter and, you know, I'm used to like a regular furnace, like, um, how does it work exactly? And he was saying something like, he thinks that even if I just ran it and let the heat be there, it might help draw the heat out of the house or something like that. But like, is there a way then I was looking at the system and I was like, there is part of the house. There is a part of the vent system that goes away from the house. Doesn't it? It's like, I wouldn't have to drill a new hole.
1: So he meant like in order to heat the house during winter.
0: Well, he meant like, even for the cooling he was like during the cooling it might help extract the heat out and lower the temperature of the house which i was kind of confused by but
1: yeah so basically if you have a heat pump it's basically like the ac like it's just the ac system in reverse so instead of running um wherever the wherever the liquid gets compressed is the warm part and wherever the liquid is that releases is the cold part now, mm-hmm. that's usually with an AC is the, the compressing happens outside and the expanding happens inside. But with a heat pump, you, it's basically just an AC that can run in reverse. So then the compressing happens inside and the expanding happens outside. So inside is where it gets warm and outside mm-hmm. is where it gets cold. And so I think what he probably means is that just because the room is warm, that it will be more efficient, I I think, but I'm also okay. not in
0: yeah, you're like, not an HVAC I, yeah, I,
1: yeah, um not yet, I guess.
0: But like, <laughs> if I if I just pump it into my, I mean, the way I looked at it, I was like, I take one of those dryer tubes mm-hmm. and and pump it right into the just the
1: big vent where yeah, yeah,
0: the where it all goes out. Yeah, like it'll have enough airflow, right, from the fan to it's not yeah it, to just to just go. I mean, if you if
1: you search for like, there are a couple of like um, Twitter lists of home miners. There are people that did exactly this. So you see the big um, metal um, casing where like the the heater is inside, or the the, mm-hmm. the the heat exchanger for the AC system or the venting system. And there's like three S nines, and they all like just pipe in, and that's it. Like they just they just they blow just hot heat. air into the existing system, and because there there happens to be more hot air in the system. The system runs the heater less, yeah, because it measures. So yeah, no, that totally.
0: Um, yeah, I mean there was uh, Adam O from uh, you know Denver Bitcoin. Yeah, um, he said to me he said something like his his uh, house was like seventy five degrees like all winter, um, <laughs> and yeah. uh,
1: it's a lot. Like honestly, that's something I wasn't. It's a lot of heat, like.
0: I'm and, it and gets Like an to 140
1: S19, 3.5 kilowatts—that's a lot of hot air. Like you have to like actively pipe this somewhere to cool it. Like I said, like mine, my S9, which is 1,600 watts, like it most of the day it runs at like two, three hundred watts because, like after a shower, yes, like you can easily like we have a forty-gallon tank, uh-huh. and the shower uses like between maybe ten to twenty gallons as a long shower it then just runs for like maybe an hour at the highest temperature again. And the water is back to 130 degrees and then it shuts down again. Like it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of energy that, um, that these miners use and generate and therefore heat. So yeah, you really have to think about where to put it all. So I think, yeah, you could easily heat your house way too hot in winter if if you don't have a system that like measures it.
0: Um, and with one S 19, am I going to make the water too hot? So you can't really
1: make the water too hot. Like the only danger is, well, the danger is that you get it above boiling. Yeah. But yeah. You, w- you won't be able to do that. The only problem is, so usually, and that's maybe something I would look at. Um, usually water heaters in the US heat the water to 120, some of them to 140 degrees. hmm and the reason for that is because bacterias, like they all die at like above 140. Most of them die at 120. So there's like actually some discussion if you should heat your water to 120 to 140. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter really. But if you have 140 degree water, you can scald yourself within seconds. Yeah. So if somebody lets the hot water running and it comes out 140 degrees and you just put your hand under it and you remove it, you have burn marks already. Oh yeah. So what actually exists they're mixing valves that you add after the water heater again that mix the cold water into hot water again, so that it is max one hundred twenty degrees. A little
0: bit, yeah. So okay. you
1: store the water in one hundred forty because so that all the bacteria and stuff die. But the water that actually gets to the tab is max one hundred twenty. And one hundred twenty, you can still, even if you run it at full speed, if you put your hand under it, you remove it, you don't have, you don't burn yourself in there. And so that's maybe the only thing that I suggest is that if a house doesn't have a mixing valve yet, and people want to um plan to run the water heater hotter than 120 degrees, maybe get a mixing valve specifically if you have kids, because it' just like be bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, like and you, technically, you could run your water heater at 160, 180 degrees. like it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just the thing you have to understand is. The hotter you get your water, the tank, the more energy losses you have, because usually the water tanks are made for a specific water temperature. So if you heat it hotter, there's more heat that can go out and then basically goes into the environment. And so you lose that. And so you're, but in the end, energy, you don't lose it. All that happens is the room that the water heater is in is warm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not like not lost energy. You just don't have it inside the water anymore. And like I said, the Bitcoin miner will stop at like 115 Celsius of the chips. Now, the chips always run way hotter than the actual liquid because the temperature sensor is literally on the chip itself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, even if you would do nothing, what would happen is your water will probably get to 150, 160 degrees and then the miner shuts off. Because it reaches a temperature, what could happen is you could destroy your miner with that.
0: Mm. So, is there a way for me to use this S nineteen that I already bought? Well, it's actually the What's Miner M thirty yes S or whatever. Yes, would it get too hot though? Like, does it produce more heat than the S nine does, or is
1: it- it's 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 around the same? Um, I don't know exactly what you can do with the What's Miner software. Um, so that's something we would need to look into. um but usually they have some kind of settings that you can like underclock it basically mm. that it doesn't get that hot. um
0: but what if I want it running it as proficient as possible you know and making <laughs> yeah, as much so, money as possible?
1: so what what i'm you i'm I'm all using Antminers miners because you can run brains on it, and brains mm. is the tool that A will work with the home assistant together and it has this auto power setting. So it realizes, like you can tell it, um, when the chip gets, let's say, to a 100 degrees Celsius, it should automatically throttle the power down. Mm. So if your water gets hot enough or it reached the capacity, the minor liquid will get warm, the chip gets warm and it will automatically throttle down. Now I know that Brains is currently also really close to releasing the same software also for Watts miners. So you can probably use that. Until yeah. then, I think what's going to happen is that the Watts miner will just shut off at a specific temperature. At least that's what my understanding is. But yeah, you can play around with it when you have it. But I don't think there's something that you have to worry about. Um, yeah, like specifically on the water part. Like you cannot get the water hot enough or too Mm hot and i at least in my understanding there's no such thing
0: okay huh well michael you have blown my mind with (laughs) all of this stuff and and i mean wait so you're just an engineer inventor I I'm just a
1: person with a YouTube account and, and I'm not afraid of take uh, like using a welder or a screwdriver. That's like just, that's what,
0: that's what you did. Yes. That's how you got there. Yes, I
1: didn't even have to use the welder for that project. <laughs> um, no, it's like I'm I'm just I'm curious. I'm interested. I want to learn things. I want to play with things. Like even as a child, like I probably took every piece apart that I could find and then didn't know how to build it back together. Um I just and I felt like it probably pushed me to my limit of what I knew in terms of plumbing. Like I've done mm-hmm. plumbing in a house before, but it's a bit more with like temperature sensors and stuff. That was really interesting. And just like yeah, seeing seeing a li- electrical piece inside a liquid.
0: <laughs> it's I know. so fascinating. I'm, I don't know today. if I can do that. I'm like uh, But I wonder if it's gonna make it more you know, if the miner itself would be more profitable, you know, if if it's worth that extra, you know, five hundred dollars to immer- do the immersion.
1: I mean, in the end, the water heater is one of the main electrical you use- um, cost in your house. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize this, but beside no, I mean, of an of an air conditioning, that's like it uses like. The water elements in it are three to four kilowatts so and, and it runs like I, I measured mine and it easily runs for two to three hours a day if i calculate all together like if you take a shower and then the dishwasher and all that stuff and so this uses 12 to 15 kilowatt hours every single day so that's like one to two dollars a day so yeah it's it's easily goes up to like we said $300 a year that just your water heater uses and if you could use the energy that or the heat that your miner generates and specifically if you think about having a pool and stuff I think the immersion makes sense plus the other thing is these things are loud like 90 decibels like every time that I like connect my normal S9, like or the T9s, I'm just like, oh shit, I forgot how loud they are. Yeah. <laughs> like I can hear it from the house. Like if it runs in the garage, I can hear from the house if the miner is running or not.
0: I'm curious. Yeah. I wonder how loud it's going to be. Um, Cause we'll be plugging it in here in the next couple of days. Um, so I'm going to be curious, yeah. whatever. Yeah. When it gets plugged in. Um, so it might be by force, my wife might say, hey, look. <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta quiet this thing down um yeah and then it's like it's
1: not easy like you probably have seen the black boxes from upstream data mm -hmm. like it's only like that's really nice but suddenly like it's it makes it's a huge box yeah it's a huge box i mean it has to be because of all the the labyrinth they have to do for the air
0: so immersion really is honestly a much better answer
1: yes if you if you're willing to do the plumbing and stuff like that uh, and I really like encourage anybody. So anybody that has a little bit of experience in plumbing or have to, is not afraid of learning how, like the plumbing connectors work and all that stuff. I I, I think yeah, give it a try.
0: With it's, with regular immersion, how do they do it? They, I saw one of them at the conference. But like, yes. If I just wanted to do, let's just say I wanted to. Sorry to ask you more questions. No, no, good, good. But if I if I just wanted to do immersion mining with this miner and not use it to heat my water tank or whatever i mean how do you you you
1: would pump the liquid
0: into a radiator
1: and you just run air through the radiator so these industrial systems that have immersion cooling Mm
0: -hmm. they
1: basically have a huge pipe of the oil that goes outside and outside you have like if you look like in a big city on top of the houses you have all these fans big
0: fans yeah that's
1: that's what you would have that's where the air or that's where the where then you would exchange the heat of the liquid back into the air, but outside, and because the fans can be much bigger than like these these four inch fans that run like um like jet engines mm-hmm. because they're big fans and you have way more <clears throat> um uh space with with like the radiators because the radiators like go through a massive amount of big copper um it's just you can run the fans like a little bit. And so it's just yeah. like the outside of your, of your AC um, system, your air conditioning outside unit. Um, it will be basically that.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um, wow. This is fascinating because you couldn't just put it in like a fish tank and not have it circulating. It would get.
1: No, it, I mean mine, like you could maybe run it for like 10 minutes and then the, and then the, the liquid is, is at temperature and your miner will shut off. No, you act like, I mean, yeah. that's really something I've learned, like there's a lot of heat that you generate. So this needs to go somewhere and fast, like you, yeah. I mean, I, I can run my system without running the pump for, yeah, maybe max five minutes. And then the temperature of the of the liquid is already at 150 Fahrenheit.
0: Huh, interesting, well, I tell you what it, we might have to do this again in in a short time in cuz I'm going to have more questions I'm going to be blowing you up in DMs <laughs> and um and and we'll have to do this again where maybe once I get set up here and uh and get I mean the pool would be the easiest I can know off the top of my head I could you know that's an easy couple
1: is the only problem is that usually you have a couple of things in the pool itself like some i don't know chlorinations or whatever Mm -hmm. that could attack the pipes so that's the only other complex Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. So you just have to be more aware of because you it's not fresh water like that yeah so that's the only thing with the pool and then the plate exchanger you just it, everything has to be made for it that it doesn't corrode or anything
0: yeah it has to be made for chlorine
1: but um yeah no I mean if you um there are people that have built the same system that I have but all inside of the water heater they just have a pump and on one side of the pump it goes into the pool and it sucks air it sucks water out of the pool it goes to the plate exchanger and just puts it back like they, they didn't they didn't even like connect it like into the existing water heater they just and in an the existing heating system, they just have two. They have a hose that goes into the pool, and a hose that goes out of the pool, that goes to the garage, and you run huh. this, and it heats the pool. Like it's, it's just, it just gets warm. It's amazing. So, so you like, yeah. If you have a pool, I think that's probably even simpler to start with because you don't have to plum it. Because that's the other thing. Um, in the water heater, you have water pressure all the time. So every time you do something, you have to like turn off the water pressure. You have to release the pressure because I I happen to have like open up like one of the PEX connectors without like uh, turning off the, the water pressure.
0: Water just shooting everywhere. <laughs> I
1: like showering myself <laughs> in like 120 degree hot water. So it <laughs> wasn't the most fun experience, but um no, it's like like I am my shirt, make mistakes. So that's how yeah. we all learn.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and tell people where can, they, where can they follow you and follow your adventures here in, in water heating and Bitcoin mining.
1: Yeah, if you want to follow me along on a day by day, um, it's on my Twitter account at schnitzel, the German word for the wheel dish. Um, and um, there I will also publish and, and my plan is to create a whole guide on how the miner is built. Um, with screenshots and I'm also planning to do some videos on actually how it's how it works how it's connected so that somebody that wants to build this themselves they can also build it at home.
0: Awesome and you have a YouTube channel too?
1: Um, yes that I just started like a couple of days ago because people asked me for videos Um, I think it's also at but we'll there's
0: a link in, in my notes. Twitter
1: bio to it so okay we'll find it there.
0: Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate You're it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: That'll do it for this week's episode. I want to thank the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto. Again, go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Simple and use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. Thanks.